Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. So I think some of us, when we think about buying and selling cryptocurrencies, some folks, well, they'll conjure up images of the wild, wild west. You know, the, the industry is mostly unregulated, but are we starting to see a shift that will eventually overtake how we perceive crypto trading? With us today to offer some insights, it is Mitchell Demeter. He is president of Vancouver-based NetCoins Incorporated. Mitchell, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me on, Tyler. So the reason I wanted to chat with you is regulators here in Canada recently gave NetCoins the nod as the first crypto trading platform registered here in British Columbia. I guess, uh, first of all, for those out there, like what does it mean to be registered and how does it change things for both your company as well as your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So up until now, the regulatory environment for crypto trading platforms has been um, somewhat of a of an unknown. And uh, we've been registered as a money service business for the last few years, which means that, you know, like any business dealing with with money, um, we've got certain AML, anti-money laundering and know your customer requirements. But there hasn't been any sort of framework for to address the um, inherent, um, I guess, the inherent risks and, and um, you know, unique circumstances with crypto assets. So getting registered, does it mean that it, it takes away a lot of that uncertainty that might, uh, you know, overtake kind of the industry, like uh, uncertainty that you might have as a company about how things could change overnight? And uh, who knows where the company stands after that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think that it, it'll it adds a little bit of stability to our business, um, and hopefully makes our our partners simple other or simple infrastructure providers that other businesses take for granted. Uh, we're hoping that it makes them more comfortable. A lot of people don't really realize, but banks are traditionally fairly hesitant to work with cryptocurrency platforms, just because of the lack of regulatory clarity. Um, also, advertisers, uh, different advertising platforms like Google and Facebook and even YouTube, um, you know, it's been challenging for us to advertise with them just like a normal business would because of this uncertainty. And so, so I really do think that the industry maturing um, and these types of registrations being granted um, should, should kind of make these partners more comfortable and the, the business and the industry more stable overall. I wonder, and correct me if I'm wrong, but would it be kind of an apt comparison when we think of this maturing industry, uh, compare it to how cannabis was just a few years ago when financial institutions would uh, be a little bit wary about uh, handing money away, not knowing what things were going to be like in a few years or what partners across borders would be thinking as well. And that might reflect uh, uh, marketing you know, on um, Google as well. Is that kind of a, a similar comparison? Absolutely, I, absolutely. I think there's a there's a ton of similarities in the, the progression of the industry, and that's actually something that we saw back in 2018 when we started these conversations with the regulators. Um, you know, a few years back, there were dispensaries on every corner around the city and you know around the province, and a lot of these businesses knew that regulations were coming. Some chose to be proactive and, and go and speak with the regulators and you know put put the proper framework in place to become compliant with the regulations that were coming down. And some didn't. Some kind of buried their head in the sand. And the ones that were proactive and became compliant with the regulations as they came into effect, 
they're still around today. And we saw a lot of consolidation in that industry because of the regulation. And we think that the exact same thing is going to play out here. Um, you know, that's why we made such an effort to be one of the first registered crypto platforms in the province. Um, and it puts us in a unique position where we can capitalize on that, um, you know, and it opens us up to larger partnerships, opens us up to more stable banking and advertising and, uh, and eventually, you know, potentially some consolidation in the industry, which, which we expect to be happening. It's kind of that uh, first mover advantage that uh, you folks might be counting on uh, going forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's interesting because, you know, being registered brings a lot of stability and, and actually safeguards in place for the end consumer, the, the retail investor. Um, for example, we're subject to audits, not only financial, but technical audits and operational audits. All of our customer funds need to be stored in, in approved custodians, um, whether that's fiat, they need, it needs to be in a proper trust account or, or the crypto assets need to be in approved cold storage. We need to have insurance in place. A, a lot of these different checks and balances that you know, a private or an unlicensed platform doesn't need to have. Um, but so those are all great pieces for the end consumer. But I, I don't really know if the, if the average retail investor um, is going to be overly um, concerned about a lot of this stuff, um, at least in the early stages, even though it, it makes a major difference, you know, for for them when they're, when they're facing a registered platform that that has all this stuff in place. But where I do see the the short term advantage for us and the that first movers advantage is the opportunities it opens up in in more like in the institutional side. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of legacy financial institutions and uh, fintech companies that are you know have large audiences um, and and they they see the opportunity with crypto but the regulatory uncertainty and and now the regulatory burden may be prohibitive uh, for them to enter the space and so us having this license a lot of that that burden um, you know can be carried by us so it opens up a lot of a lot of potential in, in that side of things I recall a few years ago, and this uh, phrasing has always stuck in my head, but I was speaking to a fintech CEO, and he described the uh, regulatory situation for Canada, especially when it comes to fintechs. Uh, he called it, quote, unquote, colorful, in which we have many regulatory bodies you know, in all the different provinces. Um, how was this process like for you guys to become registered? Uh, take me through it. Uh, I I'm curious about the steps. Yeah, it, it's definitely, um, it's, it's been a bit of a long road for us. We started the conversations with BCSC back in October 2018. And there's been a ton of conversations with different provinces and different regulators, and there's a lot of stakeholders. Um, it's, it's definitely not an easy job, and I think they've done really well. Uh, it's, a, it's a complicated industry that we're in. There's, there's a lot of stakeholders and there's a lot at risk, um, you know, finding that balance between um, consumer protection and, and fostering innovation in an emerging industry um, with high stakes and high fraud and a lot of unknown and technology that moves really quickly is a really difficult task. And so, you know, I, I think the regulators across the country have done a fantastic job finding that balance. 
Um, I don't think that there's anything too onerous that's been imposed on us. And, and I think that, uh, you know, they, they've been eager and keen to, to continue to learn and, and have open conversations with us, which is, which is really, you know, it, it's, it's been a great experience for us. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that, you know, based on what I've seen that they'll, they'll continue to, to help foster innovation and uh you know and stay up to date with things as they evolve because you know technology moves really quickly um regulation historically hasn't been as nimble and uh you know the fact that we've we've come this far and uh you know been able to to get this registration complete in just a few years is actually you know it seems like a long time in in the world of cryptocurrency but uh but you know when we're talking about you know regulation it, it's actually really quick and and just their their overall attitude on the subject has been really encouraging so what kind of questions did the regulators have for you or what kinds of things did they want to see because like you said this is very new for them and so they're probably coming at it uh from kind of uh, you know starting off at a high level and then kind of digging more and more into the minutia right yeah absolutely and in the beginning they really just wanted to understand how our business operated and you know how we were addressing different concerns and you know there was a lot of learning on both sides of the table um you know there's the the whole legacy system has evolved over decades and there's been different guidelines and processes and procedures and governance and continuity plans and insurances that have evolved over years and years. And each one of those pieces are to address certain risks and, and essentially to make the ecosystem more stable and safer. And, and now we've got these new assets that don't really fit inside of the existing framework and you know they, they don't fit in the in the existing boxes and so what we essentially had to do is show them how our business operates and and what we're doing and then they kind of went back and and you know outlined where there's exposure and where there's risk to consumer to the consumer and um and then we kind of you know, went through step by step and, and just made sure that, uh, you know, each one of those points was addressed and, um, you know, with the infrastructure that's available to us today, because a lot of the, the systems and, and infrastructure that is, has evolved and, and exists in the legacy system simply isn't there. And so, you know, there's pieces that are being built, but, uh, but yeah, basically, you know, we, we had to go through and, and show them how we were addressing each of those risk areas of risk sorry so i guess my next question is what comes next for a company like netcoins now that you guys are you know uh under this regulatory umbrella at this point um especially like you had mentioned earlier that maybe retail investors aren't exactly up to date on all what this means so tell me about you know kind of the next steps for the company now that you guys have this uh, uh that you can kind of showcase to other folks within industry yeah absolutely so I'd say the next steps um, are for us to, to go out and talk to some of these partners. A, a big thing that we've kind of been waiting for and we've been having a lot of conversations around were in regards to advertising. Uh, like I mentioned, we haven't been able to do Google advertising or Facebook or YouTube. And when we speak to these, these counterparts, um, they've wanted us to have some sort of license, some sort of approval saying that we can 
that we can actually be operating in this space and that we're not breaking any laws that we are compliant but but obviously we know that that, uh, that there hasn't been this form of registration available to us up until now and so the first thing that we're, we're hoping to do is is open up these advertising channels and just continue to to showcase ourselves and and, and grow the business we found a really good product market fit where you know we're servicing a need and, and the platform's growing at a great rate but you know giving us the ability to to get the, our name out and and advertise a bit more. It, it will be a will be huge for the business. Um, another thing that uh, that I kind of mentioned is you know there, there's a few potential partnerships that we're exploring and we're we're eager to dig into. Um, these are parties that we've been talking to for a while, um, but they they've wanted to have some form of registration or regulatory clarity before they could comfortably move forward. So so those are two key pieces that uh, that I'm excited about. Uh, we're also hoping to to add some more assets into the platform now that we've got clarity on and, and agreement on on the listing process of, of how we review assets. We're we, we're hoping to to get a few more assets and, and just increase our offering overall. Well, it's definitely an exciting time for uh, the industry, but but also just for your company uh, specifically. And uh, Mitchell, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I appreciate you having me on. That is Mitchell Demeter. He is, of course, the president of NetCoins Incorporated, which is based right here in Vancouver. That is it for the show today. But in the meantime, you can go to BIV.com. More interviews, more stories there. We'll be back soon, but I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.